Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bad Bleeps of the Bible. Hi, everyone. Just a quick reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform that you use to listen to it. It really helps me understand what you all like and then what I can do to make this platform everything that we both would like it to be. But that's it. Let's get into our story. Today in the Bible, we're in the book of Genesis, the very first book of the 66 books of the Bible, and the book that shares some of our most favorite, most favorite, our favorite stories, including Noah and the Great Flood, Moses and the 12 plagues of Egypt, and Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. And this story, the story of the first family, the first children, the first birth, and the first murder. That's right. Today's bleeps are the twins, the brothers, Cain and Abel. Our story begins directly after the creation of man and really the world with Adam and Eve being yeeted from the Garden of Eden because of Eve's sin. And they are now living the absolute hard life where they can no longer pick fruit from trees but have to dig in the earth and get their food from the ground or animals, I guess. Side note, we're covering Eve and the original sin next month for Halloween, so be sure to tune in for that. Anyway, the Bible tells us that Adam knew Eve, wink, wink, and she popped out her first newborn and the first newborn of all time, Cain. After doing so, she exclaimed, I have gotten a man from the Lord, and directly after gave birth to Cain's brother, twin brother, Abel. The name origins are fun here. I guess the name origin, one name, Cain, because we don't have much information about poor Abel. But for Cain, we know that he got his name uh, because as a baby, he fetched his mother a reed plant or a cane plant. And this is how she gave him his name, Cain. And it turns out how she gave him his future occupation, which we'll get to. So anyway, fast forward a bit, and the boys are now full-grown and working and contributing to their family. And these boys had their own separate jobs and their own special gifts. Cain was a farmer and especially skilled at bringing forth, the Bible tells us, the fruit of the ground. While Abel was a shepherd who was really good at herding, raising, and all things animals and sheep. And we find that it was time for the first family to present an offering to God for all of God's hard work in, I guess, watching the family and keeping them safe in this brand new world of theirs. And each of the brothers presented their finest offerings based on those gifts. Or did they? We'll see. Cain, of course, brought forth his, brought his plants, his vegetables, his juicy tomatoes, and all things veg. While Abel brought, the Bible tells us, the firstlings of his flock and the fat thereof. So there is a distinction between these two sacrifices. One, Cain brought vegetables. Cool. The Bible doesn't tell us if these were the really good vegetables or if these were just run-of-the-mill ones he just plucked from the garden and threw on a fire. 
But we do know that Abel's offering was the firstlings of his flock, meaning that it was the firstborn of his sheep. So there will be no sheep after these firstborns. They are the best of the best. Not only that, he brought the fat of these firstborns, meaning that he brought the best of the best of the best cuts of meat to the sacrifice, meaning he gave God the best that he could. So God looks at these two offerings, and I can bet you can guess which one he prefers. And if you said Cain, you'd be wrong because he definitely preferred Abel. He was not a vegetarian. He said, and the Bible tells us that God had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. Meaning God loved Abel's offering way more than he did Cain's vegetables. Obviously, Cain was perturbed. He was ticked off. He was steamed, probably like his vegetables, because he had worked hard to create this from the ground and to present it to God. While I think it would be a little disheartening to see Abel, who just basically raised sheep and was able to just present this sheep to God. Regardless, the Bible tells us that the Lord above just could not understand why Cain would be so mad. And he asks Cain, boy, why are you mad? Why has your countenance fallen? Why do you look so sad? If you do well, you're good. And if you don't do well, well, obviously that's sin and sin is not good. Breaking this down further, we basically have God telling Cain that because he didn't bring the best of the best of his goods while Abel did, because of that, he was greedy, kept the goods for himself, and basically created sin or was sinful, which is a little harsh if you ask me. Maybe he just wanted some good vegetables, but again, no one is asking me, so we're going to move on. So this cute little speech by God obviously did not make Cain feel better. In fact, it enraged him even more to the point where he's about to do something drastic. He's about to become the first murderer in recorded history. A short time after the sacrifice debacle, we find Cain and Abel just chilling in a field, chatting, shooting the breeze, probably talking about their day, when the subject of sacrifices comes up. And P.S., all of this part is pure conjecture because the Bible just says that they talked in air quotes. But we're going to have some imagination and add some flair, of course. So they're chatting about their sacrifices, which of course is not a great subject for our main man, Cain. So much so that in the midst of this conversation, Cain becomes so erratic, so crazed, and so enraged that the Bible tells us he rose up against his brother and he slew him. Pause for a cute little story. One of the more of my vivid childhood memories, strongly vivid, you'll find out, um, is Sunday school, which for those who aren't of the religious variety... Sunday school is a Bible class that comes before the morning or a.m. service, and at least it was at our church, where for an hour you are presented a Bible lesson and you are able to draw some deeper meaning and specialized meanings from that Bible lesson, from and being taught by your Sunday school teacher. So I was a PK, obviously, and my mom was very actively involved in the church, so much so that she was my Sunday school teacher. 
And her shtick was to use these little felt characters. Felt is like a piece of cloth. And they would print these little characters onto the felt that you would put on the felt board. And you could create these beautiful backgrounds. You could create different scenes using felt being placed on the felt board. Anyway, so my mom had these little felt characters and would... What I remember vividly is her telling the story of Cain and Abel specifically, because as she was telling the story, she, of course, would whip out the little felt rock. She would bash Abel's head in with the little felt rock. Abel would fall down and then she would pull out a little tiny felt piece of pooled blood and put it on Abel's head and would tell us, do you see what happens when you don't bring your best to God? And that is what we call religious trauma because that is burned into my head to this day. Anyway, back to our story. Cain just killed his brother. The Bible tells us Cain rose up against Abel and slew him, all because of this sacrifice favoritism nonsense. And it's right at this moment that who should prance his glorious self into the picture but God? He was just walking around, obviously admiring his handiwork that he had just created a short time earlier when he comes upon Cain and he says, what's up, Cain? How you doing? Um, Where's your brother Abel? And Cain, reeling from just murdering his brother, replies, what? Am I my brother's keeper? Which, famous verse in the Bible, so put it in your little like vault of famous things to remember. And God, being omnipotent, fancy word for knowing everything, gets poetic to Cain and replies saying, Cain, what have you done? The voice of thy brother's blood cries to me from under the ground. He was very upset, probably because he knew he wouldn't be getting any more juicy sacrifices in the near future. I don't know. But he goes further, saying to Cain and cursing Cain by saying, you are now to be cursed from the earth. No, you know what? You're cursed from the earth. And when you try to farm again, the ground will not yield her strength. You won't be able to farm anything. You'll be a vagabond and a fugitive in the earth. And during this whole time, I'm picturing Galadriel from The Lord of the Rings when she goes to grab that ring from Frodo and she gets all blue and crazed. That's how I picture God right now, cursing Cain. Quick pause to take that all in. Okay. And Cain is distraught, obviously. He's just been cursed by God Almighty himself. And he cries to God saying, how am I supposed to live? You've driven me from the face of the earth. Everyone that finds me is going to try to kill me because they'll know what I did and they'll know that I killed my brother. Weird little discrepancy here. Cain references everyone, meaning he knows more people will eventually be populating the earth. How they populate the earth from two people and four people is something I will cover later, I guess, in different episodes when I ask my dad how that happened, because I'm interested to see what he will say. Regardless, what I will say to Cain's statement and to the other people is that zooming out, this is an indication that whoever wrote this part of the Bible and this part of the story specifically is different than who wrote the beginning of the story where it only references the four characters, Cain, Abel, Adam, and Eve. 
this just really shows that these stories were blended together later in time to form the actual book of Genesis. Anywho, once Cain delivers his teary plea to God, God has calmed down a bit and has a bit of pity on Cain. And in an act of mercy, I guess, sets a mark or a spot on Cain, which I was always taught that this mark was on his forehead. And this let everyone know that this man was set apart by God. And if you were to try to hurt this man in any way, especially if you tried to kill Cain, that vengeance would be taken upon that person sevenfold. Side note here. This is where some people think there's a correlation between the mark of Cain and the mark of the beast in the last book of the Bible, Revelation, all things 666, all things end of the world, whatever. Just, again, put that in the little vault for later. It's here then the Bible tells us that Cain leaves his family after killing his brother, being cursed, and receiving the mark of God, and he departs from the presence of the Lord to dwell in the land of Nod along with Winkin and Blinken, I assume. And while in Nod, it tells us that Cain knew his wife, or maybe his sister, and they had a kiddo named Enoch, who we'll be covering in later episodes for sure. The Bible also tells us that Eve had another kid who they, who they named Seth um, to basically replace the slain Abel, and he becomes God's new favorite. What happens to Cain later in his life isn't covered in the Hebrew or Christian Old Testaments, but we do know that later in the New Testament, Cain is used as an example of unrighteousness, greed, and original sin, a la murder. A little fun fact as we're closing here, there are some schools of thought who argue that Cain may not have even been human at all. And that, in fact, he may have been the offspring of the union between Eve and the serpent in the Garden of Eden, Satan. So he is Satan's son, a Nephilim, a half angel. And this is why he was the way he was, why his sacrifices weren't accepted, and why he ultimately kills his brother and is cursed by God. The story of Cain and Abel has transcended time and become one of the most recognizable stories in history. The story of firsts, the story of the firstborn, the first brothers, the first sacrifices, and the first murder. That is our story of Cain and Abel, our bleeps Cain and Abel. I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Please feel free to get in touch with me, obviously, and share your thoughts at badbleepsofthebible at gmail.com and follow on Instagram at badbleepsofthebible. Sources for today's story can be found in show notes, in our show notes, and please, again, continue to rate, review, and subscribe. Catch you next time and watch out for jealous, angry, greedy, and scary brothers with rocks. <laughs> Bye! Thank you.